Episode 3, The British Officials' Story. Hello and welcome to Famine Monologues, a new six-part fictional series on the Irish famine, written by Anna Carey and performed by leading Irish actors as part of the Great Famine Project on rte.ie forward slash history. In this episode, we meet a British civil servant who shares his views and opinions on the Irish situation. This part is played by Frank Blake. Have you ever been to Ireland? No? I wouldn't bother if I were you. Dreadful place. My wife's sister lives in some godforsaken corner of County Cork. Takes an age to get there and then there's nothing at all to do. No society at all. Not what I'd call society. Dublin might be all right, I suppose, if they could look after it properly and keep out the wretches who are too damn lazy to work in the land. Not much chance of that happening, of course. They've already swarmed the damn place. Litters of children all chabbering away in that peculiar tongue of theirs. Oh, you've never heard it? It's quite amusing, really. A sort of chattering, you know? They can learn English when it comes to asking for money, though, that's for certain. The Times has been right on this, you know? There's nothing so exceptional about a few bad harvests, just because they've lost their precious potatoes. Should they get paid for doing nothing while English labourers are toiling away? It's utterly preposterous. Uh, No, really, it is. You saw that cartoon in Punch, did you? The poor English worker struggling along with a grinning Irish ape on his shoulders. (laughs) Jolly good, I thought. Very amusing. Summed it all up. I showed it to some of the fellows at the Treasury who found it very accurate. I showed it to my wife too, but she didn't seem to care for it. Started talking about some nonsense she'd read in a paper her sister had sent from Cork. Dogs eating corpses, all sorts of ridiculous rubbish. That's what I said to her. Clara, I said, you know how those people exaggerate. You can't believe a half of what they say. But, she says, Evangeline, that's the sister, writes such terrible things in her letters. Anyway, the English exchequer, our money, let me remind you, money we've earned shouldn't be going to keep those human chimpanzees in luxury. They're lazy beggars, that's what it all comes down to. And it's not as though they're grateful. They're over there laughing at all the do-gooders for being so generous, I can tell you that much. Did you hear about those papists up in Liverpool? They raised £2,000 in just over a week. £2,000 sent over to be wasted. It makes me feel positively ill. What it all comes down to is this. You can't trust the Irish to manage money. And they can't expect us to keep paying for their... Well, incompetence is one way of putting it. A generous way of putting it, frankly. Willful lack of discipline is more like it. Is it our fault they can't organise their own affairs? You know, if that damned island is going to earn its keep, we've got to invest in the future. 
not hand the Irish a fortune now for them to fritter away and Lord knows what. If they don't spend it on beer, they'll hand it over to their blasted priests. We've simply got to change the way they do things over there. God knows they're never going to change things for themselves. Quite incapable of doing so, if you ask me. What my wife doesn't understand, you see, is that really we're trying to help the ungrateful wretches. It's their own wickedness and folly that's got them into this state. Someone's got to teach them a lesson. Now, of course, Trevelyan doesn't get enough credit there. He really doesn't. If it weren't for him, they wouldn't have had their precious soup kitchens. Three million people they were feeding. Three million! I'd like to see the do-gooders bleating on about grain exports manage that. And the time he spent on it, up before dawn sometimes, and I doubt his wife saw him from one end of the week to the other, for months on end. And he was working at the treasury too. <laughs> Marvellous chap, C.T. Marvellous chap. Oh, it's all very well saying, why shouldn't they come here? Well, yes, of course, they're part of our great United Kingdom, and rightly so. But that doesn't mean we want them spreading disease and acting like savages on this side of the Irish Sea. They're already destroying Liverpool. Did you hear what the chief medical officer said? He said Liverpool was becoming the hospital and cemetery of Ireland, because they've all got bloody typhus. It wouldn't be so bad if they just give it to each other. It might get rid of them. But of course, they're spreading it far and wide. Same in Glasgow, too. Apparently, the city's literally swarming with the blasted things, begging and wailing and carrying on in their filthy rags. Well, you can't walk down the street without tripping over one of them. And they're all over the riverbanks. Drunken fights, too, of course. The whole country will be full of the blasted creatures if we don't watch out. At least something is being done to discourage them, of course. You know, they're deporting them back to their filthy island. Oh yes, it's true. Liverpool and Manchester realise it's the only way to stop more damage being done. Glasgow too. Not sure exactly how it works, but I know that if they come looking for public relief, and of course they do, the lazy beggars, they find they must get relief in their place of birth or official residence or what have you. That means Ireland. So... They're sending them home, and good riddance to the drunken louts. <laughs> oh no, it's not just a few here and there. They've sent home thousands so far, but it's not enough. They'll destroy the entire northwest of the country if they're not stopped. If we don't do anything now, give it a few decades and it'll be one huge slum. Calm now. Don't look at me like that. I feel sorry for the wretches, of course I do. But you must acknowledge they bring so much of it on themselves. They're lazy and stupid, that's their trouble. And it's all very well to feel sorry for them, but we can't do everything for them. If they could only learn to follow the most simple orders, it might not be so hard. A girl came to work for my wife's family who didn't even speak a word of English. I mean, really. Yes, I, I saw that story in the Illustrated News. The woman with the children. Uh, um, yes, 
a doll. That was it. My wife showed it to me, of course, asked me to imagine if that was our children. And of course, I laughed and said, Our children would never be living in a hovel with the roof falling down over them, but... Well, yes, it, it did make me... I suppose it was. Can't afford to be sentimental, though, can we? Otherwise, they'll never learn to stand on their own two feet. And the PM knows what he's doing, as fellows always do. Another bottle? This series is a partnership between RTE, the Department of Tourism, Culture, Arts, Geltag, Sport and Media, and University College Cork's Atlas of the Great Irish Famine. Produced by Ethna Hand, with sound design by John John Megan. For more information about the British response to the famine, go to rte.ie forward slash history. <laughs>